Have you ever heard someone pray and think to yourself, I wish I could pray like that? This is Monday, March 6th, and that's what Jesus' disciples did after they heard Jesus coming before his Father. They never heard anyone pray like Jesus did. I remember years ago spending an afternoon with a Korean pastor. Many Korean churches have prayer closets, very small rooms for their members to use for their times of private prayer. These are places where they could find silence and be alone with God. One Korean church has placed prayer in the job description of all their employees. They have as part of their work spending one hour with God each day praying for the needs of the church and community. On Sunday, I remember that I I shared this story of a visiting Korean pastor. At the time he visited, the church I was serving in had a church building, their first church building, under construction. The walls were starting to go up, but the roof was not yet in place. We drove past the building to point it out to him, And when he learned that's where the church would be meeting, he asked us to stop the car and then walked across the construction debris, asking us as we walked where the sanctuary would be, where the stage and pulpit would be located, and also where the people would be worshiping. Then he reached out to the two of us to kneel there, myself and another pastor. At that place, he prayed in English and in Korean for the pastors that in the future would preach there and for the people who would worship there, and that God would be present among them, and they would glorify and honor Christ. It was a powerful moment reminding us to pray and teaching us about seeking God for others. As you read the Gospels, you get the idea that this is what the disciples saw Jesus doing. He prayed when he broke the loaves and distributed the fish to the multitude. He prayed when he shared meals with his disciples. But there's something he had not done. You see, the other rabbis taught their followers how to pray. Even John the Baptist had done this with his followers. Really, these teachers gave them the words they should pray. It was expected of rabbis to do this. But Jesus had not done this with his disciples. Why not? I believe it is because he wanted the disciples not to pray as others did, but to learn to come before their Heavenly Father in the same way Jesus was doing. That is more than the giving of words. Now here's our text for today, Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 4. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he, that's Jesus, said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Now we read these words and we think that Jesus has given them the words to pray. But if we think this, I I think we've missed the point. Jesus is not teaching them what to pray, but how to pray. And the two are worlds apart. You see, a student, for example, can learn everything about the human body, 
but that doesn't equip that student to perform surgery. You can memorize the words of the Lord's Prayer, and that's not a bad thing to do, but that doesn't mean you know how to pray. Jesus constantly shows us a relationship, the relationship between his Father, the Father, and us, our Father too. Look at the way Jesus begins this brief prayer. We address our Father, we praise him for who he is, and we cry out for his kingdom to fill the earth as the waters fill the sea. Now we might ask, well, why is this prayer so simple? We've heard long prayers, and we even find a long prayer of Jesus in the Gospel of John, but why not here? Because it's not meant to be a prayer repeated as much as a model prayer that is prayed by a son or daughter of the living God. Next week, we'll look at the pattern of this prayer, but suffice it to say today that it includes things great and small. We pray for God's kingdom to come here on earth, but we also pray for our daily food, our daily bread. The point is that we bring all things before our Father. Now, as we looked out at on Sunday, prayer is not only taught by Jesus, it is caught from Jesus. His prayers before the Father were immersed in intimacy and the kind of communication that is shaped by love and freedom and dependence. Think of the ways you speak with those you love, as opposed to the way you speak with others. This loving relationship lays at the heart of Jesus' Jesus's communion with his Father. For example, this is one brief prayer of Jesus we find in the Gospel of Matthew. This is Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 to 26. It says, At that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. Now here is Jesus giving thanks to his Father for the way he is at work in and through his ministry. Here is that interplay of Father and Son, a sharing in the details of all that is unfolding for Jesus. When I read this prayer, I wonder if we see God working in this way in our lives. If we thank God for what he is doing in our lives as we go through the day. And if we see this sharing in our lives, which is the truth about the way our lives work each day. In other words, God meant us to pray our way through the day. And these were the sort of prayers the disciples overheard. And this also makes us want to say, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray as you pray. Let's pray together. Father God, help us to trace your hand at work in our lives, that we might see your presence and know that we are partners with you in everything. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.